Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Today, I'm excited because I have Andrew Ford, owner of and managing director of Ford and Doonan. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks very much, Zion. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no worries. I'm, it's a pleasure for me to have you. I'm going to talk a bit about Andrew before we begin. So, Andrew is the owner and managing director of Ford and Doonan, the largest air conditioning business in WA. They have two company stores and eight franchise stores. Andrew has built the business with his business partner, Kyle Doonan, from two to 85 staff in 32 years of business. Wow. It's a long time. And last year, they won the Business News Rising Stars Award in 2016. Andrew's got a lot of cool stories to tell us about his journey. Uh, So, yeah, welcome aboard firstly, Andrew. And what I'd like to ask to start off with is... Did you start Ford and Doonan out of school, out of uni? Uh, did you have a day job at the time? Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Sure. Thanks, Eon. Well, I, um, I left school at year 10, uh, largely influenced by my brothers who both had done trade. So I was a little bit biased that way, probably. So I left school. I actually tried to get an electrical apprenticeship. I wrote letters to everybody, couldn't get an electrical apprenticeship, but finished up being offered two refrigeration and air conditioning apprenticeships. So clearly my destiny was to be in the air conditioning and cool world of that space. So um, I left school at year 10, did a four-year apprenticeship. And um, halfway through that last year of my apprenticeship, I met Kyle Doonan. We were both working for the state government at one of the hospitals and we concocted a, uh, a weird and very un- unplanned business and I've, I left my apprenticeship when my term finished and so did he left his job, full-time job and we started Ford and Doonan with $500 in the bank each, wow. sold our cars, bought a van each and uh, off we went. Wow, so it was just really from scratch, no investment funding, nothing, just funded everything yourself? Funded everything and learnt very quickly because we knew nothing. I was so naive in business at 19. I was that naive on that when we finally talked to a supplier into opening a 30-day account for us, that when the invoices arrived, you know, as they do week by week along the way during the month, that I was paying them as I went along, not realising I had 30 days from the end of that month until one of the <laughs> staff in there said to me, you know, you don't have to pay these. So that's an example of how naive I was wow. in business. And how did you, from the start, generate customers? Was it cold calls? Was it banging on doors? How did you do it? Yep, a bit of all of that. And, of course, back then there was really no internet in 85, I don't think. No, I don't think it was. No. So it was Yellow Pages was big. I remember we put an ad in after vacillating on what size. I think it cost us about... $300, that was a big investment. And I also remember Kyle and I sitting at our house because unfortunately our industry is, um, lo- and logically, very, very seasonal. So it's feast or famine. So yeah. summertime, you subcontract work, you can work for anyone um, as well as your own clients, but come winter, it dries up. So I remember at the start of the winter, we were sitting there with the yellow pages open and handwriting or hand signing and addressing envelopes to restaurants and all that sort of thing, offering our services. Wow. And mailing them out snail mail. Wow. What was the biggest uh, element of success? Like what, what worked the best? Was it was it that or that the envelopes that you'd sent out or was it the cold calls or was it the you know the networks that you already had? Or It was definitely the word of mouth. Like, you know, yeah. I, like any business should say the same thing. We've de- definitely built off word of mouth. You know, do one job for one, they recommend you and that's just – propelled our growth because we just didn't have the funding to put into marketing a couple of years later i remember again yellow pages worked back then um we we made a big decision to spend five thousand dollars on a quarter page ad again we vacillated over it and we actually paid extra to get the red to stand out um (laughs) and that was a big decision back then but it made a big difference it really again propelled us 
Yeah, wow. So, what was your biggest failure during this journey? Yeah. Especially during the early, early days. Early years, yeah. Um, obviously, we've had so many over that time and <laughs> you, tend to try, you tend to forget them and remember more of your successes. Um, so, ones way back then is really hard to remember probably, except actually this is a lesson for everybody. Um, don't employ family or friends. We had our... <laughs> I remember my mum was, um, you know, in her retirement years of working and she was a bookkeeper accountant. Yeah. So she was in doing our books and she was doing them all manually with a, a ledger and all that sort of thing. And we wanted to implement MYOB had just been invented back then. So we wanted to put in a software and she wasn't ready to learn that skill. So I had to sack my mum. And that <laughs> oh, did not gosh. go down well. I paid the penalty for about five years, Zion, where she cold, wow. cold shouldered me. And, um, but finally she forgave me, I think. Uh, so that taught me a lesson, although I didn't learn it fast yeah. enough at that point is be very careful about hiring family and or friends. Yeah. You don't want to ruin those Correct. relationships. Wow. And so what was your biggest success or what is one of your biggest successes during this journey? Definitely. Um, our marketing strategy has always been one of, of, doing something different to the competitors. Yeah, I think so. Um, whatever they're doing, we try to think what's next and spend our money in that and not just follow in a sheep path. So we tend to lead our industry in creative marketing. I remember way back in the early days, actually, it's a good point going back here, probably it was about nine, 1988, is that we created these um, catalogues of information, just product information that we could then take to builders and architects and offer them something why they'd want to actually spend five minutes to meet us and not just drop nice. a card off and then you know that as soon as you walk out, they're going to throw that card in the bin. And they actually value this and put it into their library because it was an information source. Wow. And we typed it all up and photocopied it the old way and attached manufacturer's brochures and that sort of thing. Wow. So that created a, a professional image for us and also wow. um, allowed us to get through normally past a gatekeeper that you wouldn't normally get through. Yeah, and why why is it that you think differently from others? Is it something that you were born with? Is it something that was there an inspiration point in your life? Like, why do you think differently? Because I get that. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, unfortunately, it's a little bit inherited trait. I think you either naturally have got it, you can work on it and develop it if you haven't. Yeah. But I think it comes more naturally to some people than others, and I was lucky enough to get that gift. And would and you probably have a bigger risk tolerance than than maybe the average Joe. Definitely. I guess that's the entrepreneur in us, isn't it? Yeah. Is Leon, is it? And that's a big difference um, with our partnership is between Kyle and I, we've got very different personalities and that's one definite reason why it's um, worked so well. We, most partnerships, of course, don't work so well. <laughs> yeah. And ours is very much the exception, not the rule after 32 years, yeah. is that A, we're both friends and we, we catch up socially, so we like each other. And also we've got different strengths and weaknesses. So yeah. we went off in different parts of the business and could add those elements. Wow. Well, that's good because that actually... <coughs> Leads me to my next question. Uh, well, I'll normally I ask this a bit later, but what, what are your strengths? You know, you mentioned pushing the boundaries, thinking differently, marketing is a strength. I see that. Yep. What do you think are your strengths? That definitely. And that what you touched on before, Zam, was the being able to ident- a, a calculatable risk. Yeah, I'm a risk not taker. Of, of Correct. Boundaries and taking risks. Yeah, and, and you know, I've tried plenty of things over the years that haven't worked, and they've cost money, but not sheep stations. It hasn't yeah. damaged this, yeah. and you soon learn quickly again when you're wasting your own money what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, can, can I, I just want to go back to sales because I'm really passionate about because I get a lot of people asking, especially younger people, saying, you know, you know, what are the most important things in business? And one of the things I say, well, you got to learn to sell because you got to get the money in. You know, at some point having a good price, you can't get the money in. How did you learn to sell? 
again, I think it's a little bit of a natural gift to be able to have it. It's really those people skills and the art of negotiation, being able to adapt your personality to that person you're um, selling or meeting. So you build that rapport quickly, easily and effortlessly and they want to talk to you because they enjoy your company and giving them something back. So I've always been one that make it a reciprocating type relationship as it's not just what they can do for me but what I could also do for them. Yeah, fantastic. And that definitely builds loyalty. And just doing the right thing, it's really common sense. You know, just do the right thing by a client. If you make a mistake, admit you made a mistake, fix it, and that's what they respect and not dodging it. Yeah, be honest. Um, and so, what what about your weaknesses? Again, again, it's interesting because obviously Kyle, you know, he he fills in your weaknesses. Yep. And what are some of those things? Attention to detail. I guess I'm a dreamer, and, and some some often say yeah. I walk around with rose-colored glasses on of the outlook and how things are. So it's good to have that check of of a business partner that he's particularly worried about the little things, which are equally as important as as the big things. The two go together, and if you're focused on one, not the other, then it's going to inhibit you. So he definitely tidies up all my loose ends and worries more about the financials and the debtors and that sort of thing, yeah, uh, which affords me the time to go off and be more. Creative. Creative as opposed to working in the business as such. Being bogged down by those things yeah, that which, you're either not passionate about or not super strong at. Yeah, totally, correct. Totally I could do them, but yeah, I don't enjoy doing them. Yeah, it's not the best use of your time. So how do you train? And I know that a lot of it is inherited, but for those that maybe it is inherited, but they don't know how to kind of train it, you know, these skills, these business skills, for example, how to sell, how to negotiate, uh, how, to, how to do marketing, how to promote themselves. If you were to, like, what are some ways that people can train it? Like, if you were to give advice to, to a young person, what would you say? Yeah, the, again, in the early days, um, we were in our 20s, and that age actually went against us in a lot of ways because we just looked so young that we didn't have the credibility to, you know, to be um, trusted with a ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 air conditioning order, which is a lot of money now, and it was back then. So, for example, this is a little funny story too, is that Kyle and I both grew beards to make ourselves look older than what we were when we were 20 to give us that credibility of age. Back and, when beards weren't so cool. And they, exactly, we weren't hipsters. <laughs> in 80s, right? And now it's too grey. I, I wouldn't dare wear one. But to answer your question, <laughs> Also, what we identified is what we're not good at, um, and that was uh, public speaking and that those people skills. So we joined a group called um, Enterprise Club, which was a small business networking right. group. That's gone, but there's plenty of other ones around, yeah, like yeah. BNI, District 32. Yeah. So we went to those on a regular basis, weekly or fortnightly, I think they were, which allowed us to network and also mix with older, more seasoned business people that would, A, teach us a lot about business and also how to act in that mature business world. Yeah, nice. So forcing yourself to go to these networking groups and just mingling with people and learning from them and yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and it gives you those skills you know, just to get up and introduce yourself, which was what part of the protocol every yeah. meeting. After you do it a few times, you get more and more confident, and then it just becomes natural. Becomes natural, too. yeah, beauty, mate. So, now, what is the future of Ford and Doonan over the next one, three, five years? You know, I know that the building industry is quite challenging at the moment, but but what's your vision? for the future yeah look we're very focused on that the market's changing because i think we rode the best days of air conditioning but the market was quite immature and the penetration rate of air conditioning into residential um, was quite low but that's now changed it's a very mature market and the margins are tightening up which is what happens at a mature market there's more competitors uh clients are more educated on what's available the internet's had an impact 
to a large degree in certain parts of the market. So we're very much focusing on, okay, how do we adapt our, our business and our sales model to deal with the future with predominantly an e-commerce platform replacing the traditional uh, bricks and mortar style store and keeping our overheads more in check and line to be able to compete and not become a dinosaur of overheads like yeah. the old school company. Yeah, getting a bit uh, get, getting a bit leaner and smarter about that. Absolutely. Now, what project are you most excited about right now? Yeah, well, we're starting a few bu- new business channels. We're looking at um, uh, scenting air conditioning systems in commercial, so putting a nice odour through there. And mm-hmm. again, that's not brand new, but it's not a very uh, mature market. I think there's a lot of scope in that and very obviously tied into what we already do in our service department. We're looking at home automation. We're building an e-commerce platform, of course, through your company, Zion, <laughs> Alika. Um, that's now live and there's a couple of tweaks. And so we're preparing all those sort of new things for the future and very much talking about the social media marketing change to our business as opposed yeah. to the mass media traditional yeah. marketing. Yeah, awesome. And I know that you love uh, to invest. You know, you've done quite well for yourself over the years uh, because you're good at what you do. Um, what, what are some investment tips you would give to, to people if they want to put their money somewhere? Yep, great. I, again, I'm quoting someone else here, but I think Warren Buffett was asked by a uni student, uh, if you, where would you invest your money if you were my age? And Warren's answer was in yourself meaning professional development. Yeah. So that's a little takeaway on the side there. But um, I also, again, tried true advice is to have multiple income streams, don't rely on any one, although your business tends to be your main one, is diversify that. So I dabble in shares, although I'm not particularly good at it. Don't ask for any advice on that. <laughs> uh, I'm just getting some property development now yeah. and I was into um, commercial property via syndications. Yeah. So being part of right. a syndication, which has done pretty well as well. And, and you know, partnering with people who, who are really the experts. So you might not be the expert, you know, in shares, for example, or property, but, you know, partnering with people that, that are the experts. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's another key takeaway I've learned or come to realise even more so as I've got a bit older is that know what you know and know what you don't know and don't try to be an expert at everything. Yeah. There's people who know what you don't know so well and just pay them to do it. Don't try to teach yourself and so you still agree. won't be as good. Yeah. So just pay the expert, get them to do it and then move on to what you are good yeah, at. Yeah, don't sting on those things. So it'll cost you more. Yep. Now, you... You have a, uh, a couple of hobbies. Would you like to share some of them? Yep. Well, I'm, I'm right into the gym. And again, I'll take you through a little history then. Yeah, around about, I got in the gym about 12 years ago when I was a overweight, podgy, I'd fair to say. <laughs> um, and I thought, okay, I was, I was thinking I was just before 40 then. And I said, okay, I've got to lose some weight. So I went to the gym. I changed my diet massively. Well, as I said, there's no such thing as a diet. It's a lifestyle change. You change your eating plan. It's permanent. So um, within six months, I lost close to 20 kilograms. So it was a wow. fair bit of weight. And I wasn't that big. It was amazing. Obviously, I was bigger than what I first thought. And I remember at the time, people whispering to Kyle saying, is Andy all right? Has he got cancer or something? Because I'd probably gone a bit too far with the weight loss. Wow. So after six months, I was hooked on the gym. I really enjoy what the gym does to me, and I still to this day do, which are two things. One, the, the endorphin release yeah. obviously makes it you just naturally feel good. And my timing of the gym is normally around 5 p.m. on the way home from work. So I find that hour in the gym um, just clears my head of any baggage that I've got during the day. So when I do come home to the family, I'm fresh, feeling vital, revitalized and not bringing that negativity into the house and, and dragging them down too. So very passionate about that. And 
after after staying in the gym, I then after losing all that weight, I should say, I then decided, okay, well, I'm enjoying this, so let's build back up. So then I actually started bodybuilding. I had the same bodybuilding coach for 12 years, Ray Walton, training with him two days a week for 12 years. And wow. he's a specialist in preparing people for competitions. So I've very much got enveloped in that world of bodybuilding and seeing these other um, people at the gym competing and preparing with a diet and how rigorous it was. And I decided I want to put that on my bucket list. So uh, three weeks ago, I was on stage at 51 yeah. in the uh, Masters Physique category. Um, with the Mike O'Mara show at Crown and yeah just tick it off the bucket list looking brown as and yeah (laughs) yeah went through the pain of the diet and it was good great experience yeah fun a lot of work don't know if I'd rush back into it but uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and how long do you have to plan for that um, fortunately, I was, I was pretty lean anyway, so I only had to actually start the diet probably three weeks out, which yeah, typically it's wow. 12 to 16 weeks, which would have been a lot harder if you had to lose a lot of weight. So I had to lose a couple of kilos and, yeah. and just tidy it up and just focus more on some weak body parts. But, um, wow. yeah, really good experience. So look, Andrew, I just want to thank you again. Really terrific story, mate. Like, you know, I heard of the, I've, I've always known about the Ford and Dune brand. You know, I don't really, hear much about like i didn't really know of the other ones but obviously with the way you market yourself like you're doing something right so you know well done on that and uh thanks sam and yeah look thanks for thanks for coming on board it's been a pleasure thanks very much awesome